Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Good morning. It is a good morning. It's been a crazy week. Has it been a crazy week for you? Crazy week for me. I'll spare you the details. But I am happy. Tomorrow, I'm going to do a webinar on cancer prevention, but also the mechanisms behind cancer. And scanning the literature and getting my hands dirty for 30 years with this topic of extreme interest to myself. It just happens that it is of an extreme interest to myself. I think I've sifted through what works and what doesn't work, what's credible, what's not, and most of all, how you have to look at it. Now, I have about 100 people at this webinar, something I, I, you know, I like groups. I like to see people and touch them, but we are in the age of technology, and we have people listening tomorrow from England, from other parts of Europe, from Southeast Asia, and that's the other side of it so I've got some great tech people and I am going to deliver for this seminar I am so excited to use this technology um, to really deliver in a way that I don't think webinars often do because it misses in certain ways and I think I've figured out ways around that one way around that is I am going to do and I'm announcing it for those of you that have signed up or will sign up. I still have two people answering the phone all day. I'm going to do two seminars for the price of one seminar. Because when I look at what I want to get across, there's no way I can get it across in six hours. And we have to take breaks, maybe a little lunch. People burn out after about two, three hours. So I want to hit it hard and go from 12 to 6. We'll take breaks. And then what I want to do is I want you to come back in about two, three weeks. In the meantime, I want you to stream the webinar. You have streaming rights. Whether you can be there or not, if you enroll, you have three months of streaming. That means you can listen again and again and again, and you're going to need to. Because you got to understand, when you do a webinar, you have people that don't know a femur from a humerus. In other words, they really don't know. And then you have doctors. Then you have people who have had cancer and they want to learn, but they're also very informed. You're as as informed as you can be when you've already been through it. So when you bring people to a seminar, you have lots of different types and you've got to hit it all. So you stream it, you listen to it, you study it, then we're going to come back for another seminar. That's what I'm going to do. And then there's other parts of it that I haven't announced that I'll announce tomorrow during the webinar that I think are very good. My point, my intention is I have shed enough blood, sweat, and tears 
to this thing we call cancer. And I'm sure many of you share that sentiment. And there's so much we're not getting across. We're just not getting it across. You know, one thing in holistic medicine, one mistake we make, and I'll be harping on this tomorrow, is we mistake the general systemic things that you do for what we call cancer, like, say, you alkalize your blood. Not your blood. You alkalize your intercellular space. We say that we make sure that we're eating a diet that's rich in potassium, lower in sodium. We make sure that the excretory routes are all open. We make sure that our version of oxygenation through the body and so on and so forth. And what we don't understand is that while the general things you do and while the things that you really do to keep your body healthy protect you from a tumor, once you get one, it creates its own ecosystem in the part of your body that's an outlier that you can't detect. You can be very healthy. You can be a very, very healthy person, and you can do all the things for your health you want, but your breasts have sectioned themselves off from the rest of your health, or your prostate gland has sectioned itself off. That's not a little concept. That's a big concept. It's as if we need to invent a laser beam, some sort of testing modality that can give us a sense of, is this body part on and is the other one off? And of course, people all jump on that bandwagon and say, well, of course we can determine what part of the body is off. We have all these ethereal formats for determining this, like muscle testing. And the pendulum. And our intuitive faculties. And I'm sorry, where people tend to get angry with me is, is I'm telling you right now, for the most part, you can flush those down the toilet. Because they don't really work. First of all, to use many of these so-called modalities to determine that the breast is off. The body's fine, but the breast is off. Or the prostate's in trouble. And I'm not talking about blood tests because we don't have them. There's a guy, a credible guy, Dr. Lee. He's into the angio, the anti-angiogenic diets. You know, raspberries and garlic slow down cancer's ability and if you do a little bit of each they all potentiate each other such that it's tougher for cancer a tumor to start to build its blood supply and he's a smart guy and you can get his book and you can do his diet and the whole thing bottom line is that this guy is pointed out through very solid research meaning taking cadavers from dead people who died in car accidents, going into the body and finding all these different pockets of cancer. 
that may have been there for 20 years that nobody knows are there. And my point is, is that that being the case, that long before you get a cancer, meaning you get sick from one, meaning it's detectable on a scan, you've been growing the tumor for years. These little microscopic foci of cancer, they're all over the human body after 50. And to think you're going to use a blood test or some sort of a CT scan to find it or a PET scan, forget it. At the same time, to think you're going to find that muscle testing, you're going to find that with a pendulum. You're even going to find it with Navarro's urine test, the, you mean, choreographic hormone, the HCG test, by a guy named Dr. Navarro out of the Philippines, that because the tumors will start to make that hormone, that you're going to find these microscopic foci before they start to grow big enough. It's kind of ludicrous. And again, I say this respectfully, but in the end, I couldn't care less how you take it. We designed ways from the ancient pillars of medicine to determine when a body part goes off, a prostate gland goes off, a breast goes off, a brain goes off. And it's so right in front of our face. This is something I'll be harping on intermittently tomorrow. It's right and so in front of our face that we don't want to look at it because to become proficient at it, meaning to become proficient at knowing when a body part is gone, when it's energetic field, when it's magnetic field, Jerry Tennant, MD, PhD, Holder Clark with her zapper, Reich with the Oregon machine, Valerie Hunt out of UCLA. These are all preeminent doctors with high advanced degrees, all of whom are trying to invent technologies to tell you your prostate gland is off. I find this almost laughable. And I don't mean laughable in that these aren't highly credentialed, intelligent people making a real contribution and trying to bring a consciousness about how to prevent and cure cancer. I don't mean it in that sense. I mean, what's laughable is we do have it right in front of our face. Now, to sum that up, I would tell you, go study the Shaolin monasteries. Go study the ashrams as they evolved out of India. And I'm sorry, fellow Christians, all right, that you would even think that this is either a cult or anti-American is ludicrous. Do not do that to yourself. Do not insult Jesus himself. I am telling you that while Europe pretends to have some sort of holistic paradigm or mechanism from the German energy machines and onward, the Taoists of China, the Shaolin masters, the ashrams of India, in fact, the shamans of South America, universally across the continents, but really the most coherent treatises are still out of India and ancient China. When you study what those people evolved to in terms of their sensitivity training, 
they end up holding sacrosanct to their paradigm whether or not the individual can feel that all-important word, prana, chi, or what they call the Holy Spirit, move through their body. Now, tough if you don't like that. But I'm telling you as a scientist, that is the bottom line. They feel things in their tradition of the Shaolin temples, in their tradition of the ancient ashrams. They feel streamings. And under supervision, they're given the green, the green light to their perception of their streamings. And when they're given sanction, meaning when under supervision, they're told that that experience that the initiate, the devotee, the training, martial artist, whatever you want to call it, has the experience of under supervision, they're told that's it. And the construct does not ask them, as many unfortunately people think in the West, the construct does not ask the martial artist or the initiate or the devotee or whatever you want to call it. It does not ask them to remain mindless, mindless or vacant. It asks them to build a mathematical solid construct from listening to their body. And as you teach people how to open their meridians, yes, I'm talking about that. Under the correct supervision, people, but built on a rock-solid foundation, will know in their being that their electrical force is present and growing or diminishing and disappearing. And this is the all-vital piece of knowing the foundations of how to approach cancer. You have to know whether the body part is on or off. Otherwise, there you are, John Q. Public. You're perfectly healthy. You take your supplements. You go to your acupuncturist, your massage therapist. You've never been sick a day in your life, and then boom, one day you're gone. I see this all the time. And I look at these faces of people who have had these ordained health practices for decades, turning around and going, but, but how could this happen? My urine mid-morning pH was alkaline. I get my five hours of sleep. I cleanse my gallbladder and my liver. I'm part of the holistic community. And while my family thinks I'm an imbecile, while my family thinks I'm naive, while my family thinks that I waste my money, and yes, these therapies cost money, I've persisted over the years, and now my brother who smoked three packs of cigarettes a day doesn't have cancer, but I do. How could this happen? Do you know how many times I've seen that? And I have a solution for that, but that solution that I have for that means you have to learn. And the supposition that, or the assumption that you can learn simply on a radio show is an absurdity. We haven't even delivered the models to you to learn what you need to learn. It's called school. It's called health school. 
It's called what we should have taught the chiropractors, what we should have taught the acupuncturists, what we should have taught the nutritionists. But, you know, you have to forgive America. It is young. Where are the donations to the big Christian churches in the United States that would allow them to resurrect the health centers that would be so welcomed by the community? What? Donations per year to some of the churches across the United States? And let's just open this discussion up to the synagogues, to the mosques, to the Christian churches. Those donations wouldn't amass enough capital to put real, uh, forgive the word, ashrams, health institutes, where the congregation can learn the rudiments of health so that the same way you would go to church, the same way you would tithe to the church, you would tithe to the health dimension, the health wing of the church, if, in fact, it was required for you, if your personal taste was in that direction. Where are those things? You see, we don't have the models. We're not providing the models for you to benefit from this. Look, I'm 64 years old. I was valedictorian of my chiropractic school. I spent almost two years in acupuncture school. I ran Bob Marshall's facility on Santa Monica and 6th for quite a few years. I had a piece of my massage school. I directed their curriculum. I've been in and out of this game for 30 years, and I got my hands dirty. And I'm telling you, the model that the people you pay for health, acupuncture, chiropractic, naturopathic, there's no separating the education from the monetization strategies. And if the monetization strategies of the holistic practitioners do not shake hands with the therapy they provide, the therapy disappears. That's a nice way of saying if it don't make money, you don't get it. And this is the problem. We haven't developed a model, and I'm not criticizing holistic doctors, myself included, from wanting to make a good living. I simply am saying that from the education on, hey, look, I'll tell you right now, when I went to chiropractic school and I was class valedictorian, that's 7,000 hours of blood, sweat, and tears, that's 40 hours a week in a classroom, that's a lot of study. When I graduated as I went towards the end, I was told, you know, you're not going to make money. You know why you're not going to make money? Because you spend too much time massaging your clients. I was told by the senior clinicians, you spend too much time touching the clients. And that doesn't work. How are you going to see 100 patients a day? How are you going to have other people doing that? How are you going to monetize your strategy? We weren't even out of school, and this is what we were told. Because everybody that sweat through the program was aware of the expense of the fertile years of their life being given to the assumption that they could graduate and go out and prosper. And this is 
in acupuncture, it's in naturopathy, it's in chiropractic, and everyone should want to make a living. But what we have to remember is if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man how to fish, he eats for a lifetime. If you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man a fish, how to fish, he eats for a lifetime. That's not what the holistic medical community does. I won't even talk about the allopaths. They have their place, and outside their place, they're absurd. But within their place, God bless them. And the same thing goes for cancer. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about immune checkpoint inhibitors. We'll be talking about cloning dendritic cells. We'll be talking about how you get a surgery for a tumor. We'll be talking about what you do when the bad news is you have metastasis. I think allopathy, your medical doctors, your oncologists provide a vital service for tumors. A vital service. Just as I think if we, God forbid, get hit with something as bad as smallpox, perhaps a vaccine wouldn't be so bad. Everybody's got a piece of it. The problem is appropriate use of your strategy, of your tool, of your contribution. And holistic medicine is young in its evolution. On that basis, we go to cancer. And what we see in cancer generally is all sorts of misconceptions. Like how do you know when your prostate is vulnerable? I'll tell you how you know. When you learn to do an enema, when you stick your finger up through your backside, when you massage your own prostate, and when you can't feel it, when you don't know where it is, when it's painful, as opposed to when you can locate it, you can massage it, it feels like a foot massage, and you can feel the release all the way up your spine and into your brain. Now, how many of you scanning the holistic community, interested in prevention of cancer, prostate cancer, even understand what I'm talking about, and that's how much you're missing. And we're going to do the same thing. To alkalize the body, to get your mid-morning urine pH in an alkaline range, great. But a tumor is an independent, self-sustaining ecosystem, and it will be acidic as long as it's there. And your alkaline pH isn't going to do beans for that tumor. So again... Is it good to alkalize? Yes. Is it going to make that tumor go away? No, it's not. So there's all sorts of misconceptions about how to approach it. And this is where we're going tomorrow. 714-850-1007. We're doing a Zoom. We could project this onto Dodger Stadium. Let's welcome the new age of technology. I'm certainly investing in it in big ways. And with that, I wish you a good week. God bless you. Get over and down to the ocean if it's clean enough and take a dive. It doesn't matter who you are and how old you are. Even a minute, even your feet in the water, do that. You're doing more for cancer and prevention of it with your feet in the early morning in the early morning ocean with the sun in your eye 
you're doing more to prevent cancer than any nutritional regimen that money could buy. And that is the truth. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.